SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. We're going to stay with science and we're going to stay with the artificial intelligence because there's a volunteer doctor, a medical scientist and researcher who's using artificial intelligence in rural communities to support and help with regards to health. On the line is Dr. Marianne Hartley. And Dr. Hartley, thank you so much for joining us. Ah, thanks, Michelle, for having me. You know, um, I just want to also thank you for shining a little spotlight on rural healthcare because we could definitely benefit from some attention and public support. Jeez, I think you could de- benefit from lots of attention and even greater public support and finances. So here we go. Uh, Marianne, you are working um, in, as you say, rural healthcare, and you're focusing on using artificial intelligence to support that. Talk to us about it. Yeah, you know, lots of people might think that the two things are completely opposite, on opposite ends of the spectrum, where you've got like this new technology versus um, very basic um, infrastructure and um, limited resources. But actually, it's the perfect environment to implement um, these new technologies because it's basically filling a gap. It's basically allowing us to replace the resources that are missing uh, using technology and using predictive medicine. So to predict things that are not there or to, to create um, expertise uh, by, by using statistics. So what is it that you are actually doing? All right. So um, we can do quite a few things with uh, predictive medicine, but specifically what I'm doing here in South Africa um, via the Temper Foundation um, is uh, taking um, point-of-care ultrasound. So this is the, the tool that you use to uh, see if, you've got, if you're pregnant uh, and to look at your baby while it's inside your, your womb. And uh, this is a new kind of um, point-of-care ultrasound. It's not these big ones, these machines that are costing millions of rand. It's something that you can plug right into your cell phone and um, therefore portable, take it out to rural clinics where there's no CAT scans or even x-rays, and um, you can assess your patients. And if you do it well, you can actually assess them with equal accuracy or even improved accuracy um, to CAT scans and, and, um, and x-rays. So using that, using those images, we then put that into an algorithm to see if computers or artificial intelligence can find patterns um, that allow us to either mimic expert analysis of these images and therefore diagnose our patients better um, or um, see things that humans just can't see, yeah. patterns that, uh, that are too difficult for us to detect ourselves. You know, Marianne, you mentioned the um, Temba Foundation, and I know that they do extraordinary work. And I've had the opportunity to go to um, where they actually have a game reserve, where they've talked to people who are in the healthcare environment and say, if you want to take a holiday, why don't you take a holiday with a purpose? I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that particular project and how it works. Oh, you know, with pleasure. So it's so difficult to actually, as a, you know, I I spend 40% of my time volunteering as a medical doctor in South Africa and in in other countries in Africa as well. And it's so difficult to find a place um, that offers meaningful uh, volunteer um, experiences. So the Temper Foundation is basically what it's doing is, yes, it gives us uh, um, accommodation to, to stay in a place. It, that allows us, it's almost a detail, but it's a beautiful detail. It's a very they give beautiful us a spectacular, detail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gives us a spectacular lodge to stay in um, uh, so that you can actually sustain your volunteer activities without going into, you know, poverty yourself. 
So um, it's it's very nice we get uh, we get this uh, accommodation. But what's more important is they give a framework for for meaningful volunteering. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not kind of like a holiday in the pretext um, with the pretext of doing you know some good so you can feel good about yourself. It's really integrating into the community, understanding the needs, and allowing the volunteers to come in there and 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 not just volunteer kind of parachute in and out, yeah. but to contribute to a system that will build capacity in the hospital for, for a longer time. You know, you uh, I'm assuming that one of the hospitals that you are working at is Tinsualo, which is in that area. And as I say, I had the opportunity to, first of all, see the game lodge that um, hospital practitioners, doctors and the like were able to go to and be supported at. But I was also able to go with some of the doctors to Tinsualo and I think that, and you've, ha- you've, you've nailed it right up front where you said it's important to be giving rural communities more support, is one has to cheer on the doctors and the nurses who work full-time at places like Tinswala against unbelievable odds, and I imagine now with COVID even more so. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's really the patients that you have to cheer on as well. One thing that I've just left, you know, I've left Tinswala with um, – a very, very deep heart is because, you know, the patients are sitting there in unbelievably horrible conditions. Yeah. Sometimes the bench is deteriorating in the sun um, outside. Uh, they have to wait the entire day. And, you know, what? they come to us and, and you'll consult your patient. And, and at the end of this, this horrible day for them, um, they will still be so grateful and thankful and polite. And, you know, you can only be thankful for uh, that that level of, of care and you know neglected care if you've experienced a lifetime of poverty and disappointment yeah. you know and and so we really need just a little bit it's so easy but the infrastructural problems and the, the challenges are so basic it actually it means that it's so easy to fix as well yeah you know a leaking roof um it can can change so much if you just you you've got a few hundred bucks uh, and you can fix it. It's so tantalizing and satisfying to fix these problems and so easy. Um, so a little bit of money goes so far in places like this. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, very satisfying to work there as well. So if we talk about um, taking something like artificial intelligence into rural communities, as you mentioned, this is a space where actually it makes complete sense. I mean, because... There, there, there is so little to so something as basic as like an artificial intelligence program, which looks at mm-hmm. ultrasounds, a portable ultrasound tool, like just completely shifts the game. How much does it shift the game? Oh, it is, it is immense. So you know what? The, the main thing is that we don't have enough infrastructure or, or diagnostics to fight for our patients. So of course you want to diagnose your patient well, and so any diagnostic tool is going to improve their care. But what really changes the game is the ability for us to fight for our patients to go to a higher level of care. So maybe people don't really understand this, but, you know, in rural healthcare, you're trying to um, uh, detect patients who require referral to maybe some academic hospitals for uh, more specialized care. And you actually have to fight for those patients. You have to provide evidence. Um, that they need to go to those care those those facilities, and you're discussing with the doctors and trying to convince them that the patient needs this higher level of care. And so you're spending time on the phone trying to say, you know, with all this subjective evidence, because you don't have um, the tools to to really convince them. Otherwise, you're just not convincing. Mm. But if you've got something objective, 
like you can send them an ultrasound image and perhaps objective analysis of that ultrasound image that's uh, trained with expertise, um, you can then say, you know, this, this patient absolutely does. It's not just me that's trying to, you know, palm them onto you. It's really, it's an objective analysis that this patient needs care. And it has changed the game. Just allowing us to, to send some images to, um, to, our, to our referring hospitals has really allowed us to, um, uh, yeah, uh, give, provide access to care for, for patients that are normally um, neglected by, um, by this referral system. Dr. Marianne Hartley, thank you so much for joining us and inspiring us as well. Medical scientist and researcher using uh, artificial intelligence with res- like the results of portable ultrasound tools in very rural communities and uh, how we see technology and uh, supporting health in areas where there is very little support as well. And I do want to give a shout out to the Temba Foundation. Um, as I say, I have seen the project and how it works. It was a good couple of years back that I went, so I can't um, talk to it in depth. But uh, it looks at medical volunteering. Doctors, nurses, scientists who are saying, you know, I'm going to take six months off, but I want to take the six months off and do something useful and valuable. And then uh, you are able to then go and participate and support. And it's not like you get parachuted in for two weeks. You do have to take time out. But uh, the time out that you take is well supported as well. So well done, done to them. It's 8.31. She's in the studio.